This is The Insecurity Project. If you are looking to solve the insecurity problem in your life, rather than just manage it, mask it or medicate it, you have come to the right place. This is the home of high-quality content and conversations about how to overcome insecurity. If you can do that, it's not just good for you, it's not just good for your friends and family, it's good for the world, so it's kind of important. There's some work to do here, but let's go do this work together. Now on to today's show. It's 10-minute Tuesday time. I wanted to tackle the subject of mental health today because a very, very important subject. We're all aware of it, um, but I think the way that corporate, political world and the sporting world address this is a disaster, and I think it's making the problem worse. Now, there's got to be a better way for this stuff. Um, before I do that, though, if you've been enjoying 10 Minute Tuesday, uh, Kat and I have summarised all the past podcast episodes and put it, made it into an index with, with the key ideas for each point. So if you're time poor and can't work out where that episode was that you enjoyed, well, just reach out, email me, jamin at jaminfraser.com or send Kat an email at admin at jaminfraser.com. Request that. We'll get it to you straight away um, so that you can find that exactly where you need it because there's so much content in these 10 minute Tuesdays, so many tools and frameworks that are really important to keep the momentum up in your life to keep solving this problem. Um, so yeah, so mental health, uh, like I, if you follow me on the socials, I had a bit of a rant about, are you okay day last week? And certainly not everyone agreed with my position. Uh, but the reason why I spoke up about it is not just because I disagree with the strategy that are you okay day uses, but I think it's part of the problem. I think it's really dangerous and it's making things worse. So it, it demands uh, a rethink. And uh, it was really interesting. The number of people who responded and said, that's exactly how I feel. You've confirmed my suspicion. Like I always thought these policies are more about looking good than doing good. That's so true. This, this just makes things worse. I was, I was reflecting on, on my experience from 12 months ago when I was, I was in a tough spot. There was some stuff going on in my world that I wasn't coping with at all uh, and could have used some, some helpful conversations. But I was in a workshop in Sydney and uh, choked up a couple of times in the day. I really wasn't paying attention to the workshop. I was kind of lost in my own world. Someone else in the workshop noticed that um, uh, and their response was to send me an email in the break with a few characters in it. Uh, hey, Jamin, are you okay? Question mark. Um, now, I'm sure, I'm sure that was well-intentioned and I'm sure they felt like they got a tick in the box for being a good bloke after that. Um, but that's a disaster, right? Like that's not helpful. In fact, that's offensive and that's making things worse because sure, if you can see that I'm doing it tough, I'm just here. Like I'm literally just here and I'm a human being and you're a human being. So surely you could work out how to hold a space where we could just have a bit of a conversation and I could just unpack some things. Why, why is that so hard? Um, but instead, are you okay? They put out a flow chart. Um, like they, they say once a year, everyone, you know, hey, everyone, don't forget to reach out to those friends who are not doing it tough, you know, those crazy ones. You make sure you let them know that you, they can talk to you if they're not doing it okay. And if you don't know what to do, well, here's a flow chart. Oh, boy, oh, boy, that's just horrible. Um, when I reached out to the AOK guys about this, they said to me, look, Jamin, people are, they don't know what to say, right? They don't know how to start these conversations. And when they do start them, they don't know how to help. 
and they're afraid they're going to make things worse. So that's why we give them these resources, these flowcharts to help. Yeah, but why don't they know how to start the conversation and why do they feel like they're going to make things worse? Like this is an insecurity problem at its core. Tackling it by giving a robotic response, um, clearly, can you see the madness of that? And, and it's actually saying it's okay for people to never work out any social skills, for never to confront their own fears and inhibitions of their, about their capacity to genuinely engage someone they care about who's hurting. Like when did that become... Uh, too difficult like and why is that okay to be too difficult that's not okay that we don't know how to talk to each other that's not okay the reason we don't know how to talk to each other is because we're so worried about our own stuff total insecurity this is an insecurity problem so all the mental health stuff uh you know that that the corporate put out that the political world put out the sporting clubs put out schools put out even um uh, it's not helping. We have more conversations about mental health than we've ever had before, yet there is more anxiety, depression, mental illness than ever before. So there's got to be a better way. So if you're feeling either, uh, you know, offended that people haven't reached out to you, um, well, I'm sure you can relate to this, or you, if you're maybe you're feeling like, oh, my goodness, yeah, I've got people that are, I know are suffering and I've never known how to help them, well, we all need to do better at this, okay? We do need to do better. So here's, here's why I'm convinced the, um, the current strategies for mental health do not work, why they are not helpful. Um, you know, firstly, firstly, their main aim is to look good rather than do good. Um, but secondly, they're based on some really unhelpful and untrue presuppositions that have remained unquestioned, that have kind of become accepted norms and provide a foundation for chaos and madness. So... Here, here are three of the presuppositions that underpin unhelpful mental health strategies in today's world. Um, the first presupposition is that people are broken. So if you've got anxiety, if you've got depression, uh, if, if you um, struggle with negativity, uh, if you don't know how to manage the voice in your head, you're broken. There's something actually wrong with you. So you need medication. Uh, you need support. You need systems, you need programs because you are a broken human being. So the best we could ever offer you is to medicate or to manage your brokenness. That's presupposition number one. Um, as a result of that, presupposition number two is we need to tread very, very carefully with those with mental health issues. Be very careful not to trigger them. Be very careful not to push them over the edge. Be very careful to pander to them. You know, we see this with sporting clubs. Someone puts their hand up and says, oh, no, that, beha that bad behaviour was because of my mental health issues. Oh, whoa, 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 sorry, my bad. Didn't realise it was mental health. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, let me, you free reign mental health. Um, you know, like, that's not helping. Um, because the third presupposition is that just says that these labels are real. Like, you can have anxiety, you can have depression, you can have mental illness. And that creates this space where people wear those tags as a badge of honour and they hide behind those tags. And those tags create this expectation that this mental health thing is something outside of them that has come on them that they have no control over. So all massively part of the problem here. Uh, so if you've been suspicious about this stuff for a long time and it's kind of weakened you like i have people all the time that say to me hey jam like if we get into this coaching period and you you feel like there's something genuinely wrong with me like i want you to tell me don't don't play games with me if you need to refer me to an actual proper specialist 
um, just let me know. Okay. I'm, I'm a, I think there's something really wrong with me, but I hope there's not like <laughs> this fear that there's something really wrong. It pervades this whole culture of mental health. Um, so he, here's the presuppositions that I work with. Right. And, and this is why I, I love what I do because they're, they are presuppositions that make space for transformation. And, and let me tell you, they make space for mental health, for health, for, for flourishing, not just survival, not just manage this, but for health, vitality, energy, life. Like that is the joy. And, and if, you're, if you're deep desirous to be healthy, well, let me promise you it is possible. It, it genuinely is possible to be a healthy, vibrant human being. Here are the three presuppositions that I work from. Number one, people work perfectly. Um, beautiful, beautiful insight from the world of NLP. Um, so that just says that the results you're getting are the exact results you've designed your system to produce. There's nothing random. They're not strange. They're not broken. Like, of course you're anxious. What, what, what did you expect? Of course you're depressed. Like, of course you've got negative thoughts in the head. What, what, what part of that is surprising? based on this factory of beliefs and opinions you've formed about yourself through the defining moments of your life, based on the story you're living out of. Like that's the, that's the factory of your life and it's designed to produce that end product and it's producing that end product and then that end product shows up in your life and somehow you think it's broken. Like people work perfectly. Of course, of course, of course. So if it's a, if it's a factory, then it's a system. If it's a system, it can be observed. It can be deconstructed. It can be uh, reconstructed. Like it just makes the whole process so much more scientific. Second presupposition is we only do what works. So I can still remember having a, a guy come see me while well, he was forced by his brother with mental health issues. Uh, he had depression for 30 years, came and saw me. And, and my very first question to him was, okay, so how's this not a problem for you? How is having depression not a problem for you? And he says, no, no, it is a problem. It's a problem for me because it makes me feel terrible. You know, I can't do this. I'm always negative and flat and tired and sick. And I said, no, please hear me. How is this not a problem for you? Yeah, but it is a problem. But how is it not a problem? It is a problem. How is this not a problem for you? And just held the space around that question. Horribly confronting, offensive question. Um, anyway, at the end of the day, he owned the fact that the great advantage of having depression was the moment, the very moment he felt out of his depth and insecure about his capacity as a husband, as a father, as a friend, as an employee. He had a magic card in his back pocket. He'd pull out, slap on the table. It got him out of jail free. Hey, everyone, I've got depression. Oh, sorry, you got depression. My bad. Let me lower my expectations. Let me take back this responsibility. You can go hide. He could hide behind that card for a week at a time if he wanted to. Wonderfully powerful card. We only do what works. Every single thing we complain about and tolerate but don't change must be serving us, must be. Human Psychology 101, hey, I didn't make that up. That's not my rule. That is human psychology. That is how we work. Third presupposition. First one, people work perfectly. Second, we only do what works. Um, third, so sorry, based on number, number two, so your anxiety, your depression, your mental health, if you're hanging on to it, it's serving you. It's allowing you to hide. It's giving you some kind of status. Um, it's not hanging on to you. You're hanging on to it. So when you're done with it, you can let go of it. Third thing is your body craves health. Every cell in your body is optimized towards health, knows how to heal itself, repair damage, reinvent, 
recreate, move towards health. That is the default. That is the natural thing. So wherever there is unhealth, there's always a reason. That's the exception, not the norm. That's part of the strategy for protection, for hiding. That's part of what's serving us and keeping us away from the things we're most afraid of. So when you deal with the insecurity work, give yourself permission to flourish. That always looks like a progression towards health. Your body knows how to get there. Your mind knows how to get there. There's nothing wrong. There's nothing missing. You've got everything you need inside you to live a healthy life. I promise you it is possible. The stuff that is put out by corporates, by government, by sports, by schools, it is not helping. It is, it is part of the problem. And we deserve, we, 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 we definitely deserve a better strategy. So, uh, I'd, I'd love to hear your feedback about this. And, and, and my intention is to give you language and frameworks that confirm the stuff you've always known to be true anyway. You know it doesn't work. You know it's not helpful. You know it's not true. That like we, we are so wonderfully well-made as human beings. We are so powerful. We are so capable. We are so resourceful. But what blows my mind most is not how powerful we are, but how much power we give away and live as disempowered victims extraordinary mind-blowing so like uh, just think about how crazy it is that we would be lulled into this idea that we don't know how to talk to each other and that we don't know how to address our own fears that we need a robotic flow chart to help us do stuff which should just come naturally so uh yeah it's got to change so before i'm done uh the audiobook. So I've released the audiobook, um, as most of you probably know, about um, Unhindered, the seven essential practices for overcoming insecurity. Um, you can get the, the paperback for free, and then you can upgrade the audiobook and ebook bundle as you, as you like. Um, I, I just love audiobooks. I love the ability to listen to this stuff. They're some of my favorite books. I've got on repeat when I go walking, getting this stuff over and over and over in my mind, staying in a space until it works. And there's, there's no point just flooding your mind with all kinds of new information because it's in one ear out the other. If you want stuff to transform you, you've got to stay. Remember, practice makes permanent, not perfect. So make sure you're practicing the right things. Um, you know, recording that, that audio book was two of the hardest days work of my entire life. Uh, and that's not being dramatic, I promise you. <laughs> so um, those of you who've already got it and are enjoying it, um, I'm stoked that it's useful. I'm stoked that I found a way to, to actually get that done. Um, so look, if you haven't got the audio book as well, uh, you can get it on my website as a bundle. You can get it as part of the short course bundle. You know, there's plenty of ways to get that, but such a useful companion to the paperback to be both reading this and listening to it at the same time. It is increasing your chances of getting this stuff inside you because if this gets inside you, it just changes the watermark, the high watermark about what you expect, about what you believe, about what you understand is possible. And, and if you can understand what is actually possible for you, then uh, insecurity doesn't just become, sorry, solving the insecurity problem doesn't just become this dream. It becomes the inevitable truth that is being unveiled in your life every day. It's all that could happen. This inevitability to solving this problem is, is the exciting thing when you stay in this space long enough. Uh, so 10-minute Tuesday summary, make sure you get that audio book if you haven't already got it. And when you're ready, the next logical thing is the short course. So you can find that at uh, unhinderedshortcourse.com or on my website, jaymanfraser.com. Let's leave it there. Talk to you again next week. 
You've been listening to The Insecurity Project. The aim of the game is to show up to life unhindered by doubt, fear and insecurity so that you can be at your best where it matters most. Now, if you're ready to begin the work of becoming unhindered in your life, the Unhindered Short Course is an eight-part video series designed to help you do exactly that. And at only $99 for a limited time, it's an offer too good to refuse. For more information, go to theinsecurityproject.com.